Hey, it's HPG. This is the podcast, Living My Breastless Life, the show where we hear about my journey to heal while battling cancer, being a wife, a toddler mom. We're going to cover all things real life. We learn what it really means to heal no matter what we go through. In season one, you will hear some of my story along with episodes featuring my occasional co-host, Martha, and some badass guests. There will be humor, life hacks, tips and tricks, and further proof that truth can be stranger than fiction. realizing I would have to complete chemotherapy, I was told it was time to get a port. What is a port? It's a device the size of a quarter that connects to a major vein. Okay. I was told this would make my life so much easier. To say I was ambivalent about having a device inserted is an understatement. 21 days after my double mastectomy, I had said device placed on the left side of my chest. All the nurses that were in the OR were prepping me for this second surgery. They kept saying, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. It's going to make your life so much easier. And all I could think about was, no, I love Piper. I love Martha. I love Halloween. I love ice cream. I don't love this damn I understood from a clinical perspective that it would make my life somewhat easier as the chemo wouldn't strip the veins in my arms and I would have quote-unquote easy access to receive chemotherapy, other drugs, IV fluids, and for them to draw blood without as many sticks. I appreciated that, but I felt like love was a really, really strong word. The procedure itself was pretty simple in comparison to what I had gone through 21 days before. Came home, put a little ice on it. To describe it, it kind of felt like I had a coffee straw poking in my throat. A couple days later, I didn't really notice it was there. But what I did notice was I felt like I was a patient. I was now a cancer patient. It sealed the deal. It was solid. I was a cancer patient. I have been a medical social worker for two plus decades. I have needed a social worker now twice in my life. The first time I needed a social worker was when my dad was on a ventilator in ICU transitioning to hospice care. When I asked for a social worker, I was told that she had died. I truly can't make this shit up. When diagnosed with breast cancer, I wanted a social worker. I wanted resources. I wanted someone to talk to, to connect with, someone to share my woes so that Martha wasn't my wife, my nurse, my social worker, my aide, etc. At each individual practice that I now went to, I was told the social worker had retired. One practice, there wasn't one in the budget. 
as a social worker, that was a little hard to hear. So I decided to DIY being my own social worker, like I have many times in my life. I looked into all kinds of resources. I found resources on Facebook. I would highly recommend the Blessing Box. They provide mastectomy pillows for people and they mail them to you at the cost of what you can donate to the program. I got my pillow. I was very happy to receive this. And it was also a way for my daughter to lay on me while I was in the recliner so that I could connect with her a little more intimately, so to speak. I registered for the Hope Kit with the National Breast Cancer Foundation, combed Susan G. Coleman. I found an organization called Chemo Angels. I registered for their program. It was wonderful. I found out about services called Cleaning for a Reason, where you sign up and have two free house cleanings um, as you're battling cancer. I found these to be really helpful. I'll make sure I link these in the show notes in case you need them or a loved one needs them. I had to say I was disappointed to not have a social worker is an understatement yet again. But this is where I really started to lean into my cancer coach. She was wonderful. She was my social worker, so to speak, in terms of being my ear and helped me with more practical approaches with day-to-day life, with Piper, with Martha, more on an individualized basis that was practical to the adversity that I was facing at that time. And now, a word from our sponsor. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch by heading over to According to HPG on Instagram. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. There was a time when I thought I could record, edit, and publish everything myself. Seeing as this left me very little time for anything else, I started to lose the standard of quality I was used to. Then I found Jay. In less than a day, the show went from so-so to amazing. Don't sacrifice quality for mediocrity. Check out the podcast mechanic and take your sound to the next level. Connect with Jay today at the podcast mechanic on Instagram. Let him know HPG sent you. And now, back to the show. Because the cancer had spread to my lymph nodes, it was time to do body scans. Being pretty fresh post-op, going through those little tiny machines was a challenge. I think the biggest challenge was the anxiety that I felt of what if it had spread? What if it was in another part of my body? From what I had come to learn, one little cell can float to another part of your body, and that's where you will hear the term metastatic cancer or stage four cancer. 
At this point, I had invasive ductal carcinoma, stage 2B, with lymph node involvement. So I go through the scans, and I wait. They have a term that I've come to know called scansiety, and that is very real. I am a lover of the portal, the patient portal. I want information, and I want information fast. So I check it. We had been home maybe 15 minutes from all the scans. Everything looked good, according to Dr. HPG, except for this very large pelvic mass. I called the nurse right away to inquire. She said, did you read the portal? And I said, of course I did. You've met me, right? So she schedules an appointment for me to come in and have an ultrasound and have my doctor take a further look. So the port is in place. I have my first appointment with my medical oncologist scheduled, chemo education scheduled. Oddly enough, all on the same day that the ultrasound was to be performed to look at this mass. I've heard a lot of people say that waiting is the hardest part of a disease like cancer, and I would have to 100% agree with that. While I was waiting on all these new things that had been introduced to my life and questioning what this mask could possibly be, I focused on the things that I do love. Piper, Martha, Halloween. I had went back to work full-time from home and was focusing on healing from my surgeries, along with healing my mind and soul as well, while I wait. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go get your mammograms.